0: the gates to the rose garden are now open welcome to my world you are listening to talk that talk with danielle moneyham a reflective conversation where i share the lessons i've learned on this journey called life i don't have all the answers but i do have plenty of questions my name is danielle moneyham and this is my love letter to the world where i let my soul speak let's talk Friends, the gates to the Rose Garden are open. Welcome back to the show. This season is dedicated to origin stories and understanding the power of our journeys. Speaking of our journeys, D-Money is coming. D-Money is coming. I'm so thrilled to be joined by the woman who literally designed my looks as I was on my journey to becoming D-Money. Welcome to the show, fashion designer, creative genius, and entrepreneur, Akila of Ashani Couture. Hey, Akila.
1: Hey, thank you. That was a great intro. I feel so good.
0: Did you that not know you so that fun. you were those things? That you are a fashion designer and a creative genius and an entrepreneur. Oh.
1: I am. I am. But to hear someone else say it, it just makes it more real. That's all. I know.
0: And speaking of making stuff real, you really did make my bridal dreams come true. Like I met you and you told me that you were sewing your own wedding dress
1: hmm I remember.
0: And I was like, okay, can you sew my wedding dress? And that was the beginning of the conversation. Tell us, like, you really did sew your own wedding dress. How did this Especially whole thing get started? How did you begin?
1: Well, when, after Ronnie asked me, it was just like, it wasn't a thought in my head that I was gonna, I wasn't gonna make my dress, right? So, like, I've been sewing for forever. My wedding dress i'm definitely gonna make it so it was just a, it was an instant decision it was no thought put into it i'm gonna do it and then i want to say a week maybe two weeks before the actual date is when i started to make the dress so i went and got a pattern from joanne's but it was a vogue pattern so there's commercial patterns so vogue is like really upscale really i don't want to say rich white lady but almost rich white lady okay right? So, and I also saw another black designer. She's actually a seamstress. She's in another a sewing group that I'm in, and she had made the dress put in red. And I was like, oh shit, that's the dress. I'm going to do a little bit of altering to it to, you know, bring it up to age because she was an older woman. And I took what, three, four days and I made my dress? You made, made Joe. Perfect and i was the the belle of the um city hall since we didn't have a real <laughs> wedding we was in city <laughs> was like oh my god your dress is so cute where did you get it and my mom was like oh she made her dress it's like oh my god oh my god i love i love so <laughs> that is the story of my wedding i have pictures to actually document like the the journey through that the cutting and the sewing and all of that i even have um videos that i did so it was really really special for me to do it for myself so like
0: you said, of course, it was a, it was an easy decision for you to make your own wedding dress. But what um, led you to establish your brand and launch your business, Ashani Couture?
1: Oh, well, it was me having my quarter life crisis. I don't know if that makes sense to, to anybody, but I'm 40. So when I turned 25, almost 30, I was just like, oh... I don't know what to do with myself, you know, I'm working this job, and although I love the job, I'm not getting any real enjoyment out of life, you know, so um, I had a friend of mine who was like, well, friend, you can sew, I'm like, yeah, I can, he was like, well, why don't you just do that, May see if that'll help, and I was like, oh, okay, so I started doing that, and then he was like, What else you need? You got a machine? I was like, Yeah, I got a machine, but I need something else. He was like, Okay. He ordered it out from Amazon, had it delivered, picked it up. And after that, I would start sawing and I would start feeling be- better about my place in life. I felt like I was doing something that I was actually supposed to do. And it just skyrocketed from there started making my own clothes and then everybody else started wanting stuff and as the years went on i think i started in like it's 2020 i probably started in 2008 2010 between the 2008 and 2010 and now it's 2020 and we're here
0: <laughs> what is a shiny couture tell us about your brand and your aesthetic
1: Okay, so my brand, A Shiny Couture, the, uh, my tag name is Outfitting the Revolution, right? So I'm black, of course, and we lack, black people lack culture from our homeland, Africa. So my brand takes African fabrics, the Akira is what it's called. I take African fabrics and blend them in with American culture or black culture since American culture is black culture. So, that's pretty much what I do, but I also, I do alterations for people. Um, also make custom jackets and coats, though that is my thing, custom jackets, coats, and blazers. Yeah, a shiny couture is for us, by us, but green is always... <laughs> <laughs> of course. feel I can make something for you, I'll do something for you, but... When I came up came up, with the shiny couture, it was about blending my love for African fabrics and my love for business wear, tailored clothes, because I was all What is your tagline again? Outfitting the revolution.
0: Outfitting the revolution. I love it. So tell us about all the different projects that you've outlined. So custom jackets
1: custom jackets and blazers. I've done that. I've done tons of those. Like, I'm actually in my studio now, and I'm looking all over the place, and it's custom jackets everywhere. So, um, i have also specialized in prom. I've done, like, uh, about 20, 20 to 25 prom looks. I did Danny's wedding. You know, just, like, birthday outfits for people. Most, I Mostly, honestly, I make stuff for myself. That's literally... You know, where a shiny Couture started before it even had a name, before I even was able to think about things as a kid, that's where Ashani Couture came from, my mom. It started August 15th, 1980, my birthday. Like, I feel like this is what I was put on earth to
0: do. Now, does your mom sew as well?
1: Yes, she does. And I got all of my talent from her.
0: Thanks, Mom.
1: Thanks, Mom. Yeah, she actually... um, Funny story, I don't know, do I have time to tell a funny story? Okay, so, only child, five years old. My mom works days, my dad works nights. So, I'm at home during the daytime with my dad, and of course, when your, you know, parents work nights, they're during the day. So, I'm five years old, I'm up, I'm fucking with shit, and my mom had this old school sewing machine, so I pulled it out. And I've seen her use it more than a million times. So I was like, I know what to do, but she told me don't touch it. So but she not here. So I'm gonna touch it anyway. Went and got a, a sheet or, or a pillowcase or something, cut it out, made an outfit for my doll, put it back. That was it. She came home from work and she was instantly like, Who was messing with my stuff? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the only child though, right? So I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Somebody been messing with my stuff. So she brought me in the room. She's like, you've been messing with my sewing machine. Well, let me see what you made. So I went and got the outfit that I made for the doll. And I was like, I made this. And she was just like so impressed and so, you know, astonished by it. I didn't get in trouble because I'm not going to lie. I, get, I got whoopings when I was younger. <laughs> but for that particular incident, I didn't get in trouble. So the next day when she came home from work, she had bought me a mini sewing machine. So like that literally started it all. Like I started making clothes, drawing clothes, but then grade school, high school, it kind of stopped, but the passion was still there.
0: Oh, that is a lovely story. I'm glad that you shared that story. So you dress you, you dressed your doll started when you were five years old. Have you ever done any fashion shows yet?
1: I've done one fashion show for myself. It was a few years ago. Mark Anthony, rest in peace, he actually passed away recently, put me in my first fashion. I used to be a model, so I used to model for him. And he saw that, you know, I had this talent. He was like, hey, when I get ready to do my fashion show, I'm going to come and find you. Maybe three, four years later, I get an inbox from Mark. I hadn't heard from him in years. He's like, hey, Akila, I'm doing my fashion show. What you got? I got it all. Let's go. So I did my first fashion show. That was great. That was actually one of the best experiences I ever had in my life.
0: As you think about your entrepreneurial journey in establishing a shiny couture, have you experienced any barriers?
1: Yes, I have. I experienced barriers of, I don't know how to necessarily describe them, though. Like how Erica Badu said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit so it's usually that like in one instance i had um a bride a group of bridesmaids 13 bridesmaids and whatever i made for them they just weren't going to be happy with it and i started to notice that throughout the process and the barrier that i had to deal with that was getting over the fact that getting over that i did i wasn't able to accomplish this goal you know what i'm saying like i really wanted to finish it i wasn't able to finish it i couldn't like my health My health was in jeopardy. I wasn't well. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to not finish this. Talk to the bride. They was okay. Well, not okay. But I got through that. That was one of the barriers. One of the barriers that I have to get through is realizing that everybody's not going to necessarily like what I do or everybody's not going to understand the process that I take. So I have to be more diligent about who my client is. And not just saying, Oh, well she wanna dress, I know I can make it, I'm gonna take her money. No, I don't wanna do that. So that was one of that was the major one of the major barriers that I ever had to overcome. As an
0: entrepreneur, I think it's so important to like understand who your audience is and and making sure that it's like a mutually beneficial exchange. And Absolutely. not just because I can do it. So I'm going to say yes, but like, no, do I really, is this a project that I want to do? And is this somebody that I really want to work with? Especially Absolutely. for weddings. You came through for my wedding. You came through, you designed, you totally helped me execute and bring to life my bridal dream. So I knew my inspiration was black love, queen, Red was my color and power. I knew that I wanted to put forth all of those things. And you created three different looks for me. You created a red Ankara backless dress for my engagement shoot. Oh, I love that dress. Yeah, and I'm going to make sure that I put pictures up so that people can see the looks that you did. You did okay. my bridal shower dress, which was based on Cardi B's award show when she first had her baby, Culture, and she came out in this red dress. I think it was the MTV Awards, and you made my bridal shower dress based off of that, and you gave me a cape. And you gave me a cape. And then for my wedding, you did a peekaboo... Um, burgundy peekable under this ivory fitted dress and for Don't all
1: you took you bought the dress from somebody else and I recreated the look
0: I did I bought that dress from a black owned thrift shop so it was some old old school dress it was like a 2x with a jacket dress and it was beaded
1: it was, it was somebody, auntie, the grandma church dress.
0: Church dress, all beaded. So, but when I saw it and I saw the color and I saw those beads, I was like, I know that she can take this and Project Runway it up. And you did that. You took that dress, you cut it up, Project runway it up. And it was Fantastic. As you work with brides, how do you help a bride really, like, bring forth their essence? Because I felt like with all my looks, they really represented me. How did you do that?
1: Honestly, you were, other than me, I think I had one more wedding. And she was just like, the last wedding I had, she was just so, well, before you, the wedding I had before yours. She was more just like the girl that had, that was supposed to make her dress the first time. Backed out on her, so like she literally had like her fabric, this big beautiful jewel piece. You know, she had all of this stuff, and the girl backed out of her. So I literally was just like, let me put something together, not throw something together, but let me put something together for her. And she actually loved it. So you know, with you, we actually sat down, we had conversation, we knew, you know, I knew what your taste was, I knew what you wanted, and I tried my best to execute. Like I said, I've only worked with a few brides. I know. We got to know our personnel and know our clients and some, yeah, no, brides are something that I don't want to necessarily touch because it's, a, it's, a, it's their day. They're getting married. They want everything perfect. And I'm going to be honest, I don't want to be the issue Yeah. for the day. Like, I don't want to be the issue for the day. So I haven't had a lot.
0: <laughs> but what about prom? Because if prom is nothing but a mini wedding,
1: Well, proms aren't that... Get more of parents like you gonna wear this dress, however it is, because I'm paying this money. Versus the girls with the oh, I want. Like I said, I know my personnel. So like I've done from enough years to know. Yeah, certain people that I'm just not gonna make. I'm I'm sorry, just not available. I'm not gonna be available because like I said, the headache. I, I'm already 110 pounds. I don't want to be no less than that, and you know. stress wise you're not gonna stress me out on this day like I need to be stress free so I can do what I need to do and if you're stressing me out it's gonna show in my work
0: I think that's another lesson for creative entrepreneurs if you have the ability and when you're an entrepreneur that's one of the joys is that you have the ability to opt in and to opt out so know when to say yes and know when to say no and don't be apologetic for saying no
1: I did have one bride contact me. I worked on her wedding party. So she had, I want to say, 18 bridesmaids, something like that. So I did half, and then she had another designer do half. But she originally contacted me to make her dress, and I went to college with her. So she came over, and we talked. She's like, oh, I want you to do my dress too. And she showed me the picture. And at the time, you know how you feel like you can do something, but you're not real sure? I was like that. So I told her I said I love you and I want us to continue to have a love for each other. So, your wedding dress, I'm not going to touch. I'm not comfortable with it. Um I can refer you to someone that is that works on this stuff and that does this all the time, but for the sake of our friendship, <laughs> I do not want to cross that 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 barrier and I do that. I I would prefer Somebody to another designer in a I have a group of designers that I know. They do the same. They have people, oh, I need a blazer. Let me call a tequila because I know she can knock it out. I got, you know, prom dress. I had one dress this year. Like I couldn't get to it. I called my girl Cynthia. I need your help. Took it over there. She did her thing. And it's like that. But I refer people. I'm not like, oh, I need all the money for myself. No, if I can't do it, I ain't going to do it. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. But I'm going to send you to somebody that's going to rock it out for
0: you. I love that answer. What is your greatest accomplishment thus far, and what dreams do you have for a shiny couture moving forward?
1: The accomplishment of getting a shiny couture running, how well it's running now, like a well-oiled machine, that was one of the biggest accomplishments. Like I know most entrepreneurs, their business that they start, it's probably that's what they're doing, that's all they're doing. I still work. I'm not gonna lie. I get well not Monday through Friday because we're in the midst of COVID. But, you know, I still work. I've been at my job for 15 years. They know exactly what it is that I do. They, you know, um, support me 110 percent, you know, with everything I need. I just got another computer from them. So it's like, yeah, I can do this still and still pay my bills, make sure my household is take care of, save money so we can buy us a house. But then I still have my side hustle. Well, not even a side hustle. It's a business. I'm I'm LLC now. So, you know, it's a business. But it's just another income. It's another stream of income. And that's what it is. And I take my job. And I pay my bills. And what's left over, I fund my business. And I've been doing that since I started. And I don't think, I don't know how not to do that. Like, I'll go to work from 9 to 5 and come home from 7 to 12.
0: And I can testify that I would pull up to her parking lot as she was getting home from work. And we would go into your studio and that's where you would start to do and work on my dress. And you sitting in your studio right now. How amazing is it for you to actually look around at all of your sewing stuff, all of your models, because you got some new models, all of your drawings, to actually see this manifested? How does it feel to like sit in your studio?
1: It, it, It feels great. It feels great. I am at this moment starting starting to do this, though. Like, it's starting to come in. It's feeling like I need to expand a little bit. But, like, just to know, like, I literally started out with a $69 sewing machine from Ikea. Not even a brother or a singer, which are the, you know, the, the big ones, the big brands. But when I first started, I had a $69 sewing machine that I got from Ikea. And to know that now I got... The big boy that the cleaners have, you know, it's, it was just, just I, I, I was at a loss for words. When we went and picked it up, I, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I finally have this machine. So, yeah, I felt like a, a kid in a candy store. Or a nymph in a sex store, you know? <laughs> When it comes down to this studio, because I'll go and buy a machine and I'll have a machine, but I'll still go buy another one. (laughs) Be like, oh, it was on sale. Let me grab that. Because I mean, I have an intern as well, so she can, you know, use the machines that that are here. So
0: come on, staff. I see you building your team. Yes. So, what dreams do you have for your brand? Where are you going?
1: Um, Honestly don't want to I don't want to say I don't want to be super big right like I love what I do this is what I I see myself doing this forever if I don't end up in Macy's I'm fine with that but you know if I can have a nice amount of clients that come back rotate in and out I'm happy like I don't I don't need to be you know dressing well it would be nice to dress a, a Kelly Rowland or somebody like that claim it, you know, it would be nice to, 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 to make a nice suit for her, you know, but I don't, I want to be low key. Like I take my bit, my business model. Is that what it's called? My business model. I kind of model it after my job. So like we're a law firm and we do no, no commercials, no advertisement, no nothing. Right. But we've been in business. I've been there 15 years. They were at least least there at least 10 years before me, at least eight years before me. But we have a steady flow of clients. We low-key, but people know who we are. If you didn't know that our office was in our office, you will walk past it. Like, I literally want that exclusivity. Like, yeah, like, ooh, Akiva's going to make my outfit today, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going here plush, you know, chill out. Not Everybody don't need to shop with me, and I don't want everybody to shop with me. But I want to be at a plane uh, a level that you know is comfortable that I can still actually come in and make a garment myself because I know a lot of designers they they want to get big so they can they don't have to sew. I actually like it. I like to sew. I like to sit at my sewing machine. I like to thread it. I like. To you know, take my machines apart and fix them when when they they're not broke when they're not working anymore or you know stuff like that. So I like to be hands on with my business. So if if I don't get huge, I'm I'm still fine as long as I can make my customers happy with what they what they want. If I can produce a product that they're gonna be happy with, I'm fine with that. Like I don't need to be. I need to be like Louis Vuitton. No thank you. That's too much work. I have watched. Louis Vuitton and product it's a lot of work with a lot of people perfectionists and I don't want everybody doing what I know that I can do I have a problem with delegating power I'm a Leo so it's like yeah I'll do it myself you ain't doing it right I'll do it myself so yeah I just want to be at a nice level of playing field where I can live comfortably still if I go to work still go to work if I'm you know have it if I got apartment buildings. I'm a landlord of. I'm still doing that. I'm just having things come in all different ways. What you need seven streams of income to be a millionaire, isn't it? Isn't that what it is?
0: I forget how many they say, but I know it's more than one.
1: It's definitely shit. You need more than one to be not homes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so when people got real talents and skills and gifts that they sitting on. I think like your story is a real example of like, no, you might have the answer. You might have the talents and the gifts that will enable you to fund the life that you want, which is exactly how you're using a shiny couture. So how have you grown? If you never thought well, it sounds like since you were five, you knew that you were gonna be exactly where you are. It sounds like you knew
1: that I knew at five but I knew at five that sewing was something that I wanted to do because I saw my mom doing it and like I used to always whatever it was that she was doing you know with her and my dad so when you know I was at home with him it would be stuff that he was doing like he would fix VCRs and I would be like okay what you doing you know so I'm all I was always trying to be like my parents so like my mom knew had a sew, so I knew that's something It was something, one of the things that I wanted to do. Because I never really said, oh, I want to be this when I grow up. You know how people say, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. My thing was, I want to work downtown and live in a condo downtown. That was it. That was it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to work downtown and take the train to work and live in a condo. So I live in a condo. I work downtown. So, you know, and I'm, I'm just doing extra stuff now. I'm just doing extra stuff trying to make myself feel like I have purpose on earth. Because when you feel, when you don't feel like you got purpose, you get depressed, you get down, you just living. I don't want to just live. You know what I'm saying? I want to aspire to do something better. So yes. The purpose is to make clothes and outfit this revolution that we about to have, so.
0: Come on. The revolution may not be televised, but it's going to be outfitted. It's outfit. And fly as fuck fly ass fuck so let's talk about flyness so project runway you know that's one of my favorite shows <laughs> but is. just talking about the living in 2020 so with social media with reality shows there's so much creative inspiration when it comes to like fashion and design so i'm going to ask you about five different things and I want to know if you have been inspired by these things. So, like, if you could give a one to two sentence summary on if you've been inspired by them. If so, yes, no, why you were inspired by them or why not. So, the first thing that was big in 2020 is Beyonce's visual story, Black is King. Did you see Black is King? I feel
1: bad because I got Disney Plus and I ain't watched it yet. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> I not, like i'm i'm not i'm not not a beyonce fan but i'm not no be have like i'm a destiny child's fan yeah i'm, I'm with that age. like be you cool i got you i feel you i mean i, I haven't watched it that's crazy that i haven't why i'm gonna have to watch that this weekend
0: you should and when you watch it please just send me a text after you finish because okay. i will write that quote um, for your episode to let people know if you felt inspired by it because it was very visually stimulating.
1: Okay,
0: so I okay. think that you know I'd be very curious to know if it inspires you at all. Okay, okay, so then what about another TV show that was hot this year? Insecure, do you watch Insecure?
1: I haven't seen an episode.
0: <gasps> Okay, so Insecure, that's another one. You can probably just either Google that or look it up on Pinterest. There were lots of looks that people was really in love with this season. So, really curious about your opinion on Insecure. Rihanna's fashion line, fancy.
1: I watched, I definitely watched that fashion show. If Rihanna said, Keel, I need you to come be my top singstress, I'm going. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> like, everything that she did was, like, it was just super dope. And, like, because I've watched... This is her second episode, her second season of it, so I've seen both. And I've watched the, the Wings, the Victoria's Secret, or whatever, and my take on it was I like the inclusivity that Rihanna did. Like, she had black people, white people, Chinese people, big people, small people. Man, she had Lizzo up there looking all super-duper voluptuous and sexy. And it was just like, I don't think I was necessarily inspired by the looks. I think I was more inspired by... The behind the scenes of her and that they're, they're explaining how how she dives into her design and how she dives into the process of actually making the clothes i think that's what inspired me most about it because i try not to although with fashion is like it's when you making clothes it's pretty much you it's the same pieces you just alter the pieces so i could come up with a design that somebody else is going to they gonna come up with the same design. It's it's gonna happen. It's not you know it's not uncommon for it not to happen. I like to stay away from, take looking at somebody else's stuff and trying to create something like that. I would pr- prefer to just sleep on it and then sketch out what I slept and you know what came out in my you know in my dream or whatever it is. But Rihanna's fashion show was dope. I think her um her worth ethic. For her clothing line, like, in itself, it's just, like, crazy. Not even the aspect of makeup part of it. It's just, like, she is so hands-on. And if I ever ran a company, I would want to be like that, like, extremely hands-on. Like, nah, you got to run that past me first, you know? So, I, I, I'm waiting on the, the third installment of it. I want to see. Wait, how about I went to get my husband a robe because they had robes and for the men? the show sold out yeah and it's still sold out so i'm like that
0: i was gonna try to get him something for Sweetie day or whatever but sold out sold like out a i'm the
1: designer i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna buy from no other designer because i will buy from another designer if it's on yeah i can make it i could have easily ordered some silk made him some boxes in a row but i like that and i would prefer to just you know i would support that versus no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I know I can do it. Because I can do it myself, but I'm going to so support mm-hmm. I really would. She's <laughs> she like, is like, fly. I mean. like she is fly. Like she had, there was this one, like one thing I did take that I would love to, to try. It was like a sheer fabric and she had like Dear Diary embroidery in, inside the fabric. Oh my God, I love that. Now, that I would try to, you know, take something and do something with if I ever had the opportunity. But, like, I don't necessarily want to buy nobody's style. I'm going to give you your props for what it's doing. i I support you and, and buy it just because I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I still shop at Fashion Nova. <laughs> I love you. As much as I, as much as I hate that I, you know, I hate to say it, I still shop at Fashion Nova. I'm not going to make no jeans. Right. I can but why? I could spend $10 on a pair of jeans. I wear size too. It's going to take more for me. It's going to cost more for me to make it than it is for me to just buy it. So
0: Now, speaking about making and buying, because this is one that my mother swore that I could make. But I'm like, listen, lady, it's easier for me to just buy than for me to try to make face masks. In 2020, have you been inspired or influenced or moved? How have face masks entered your world as a designer?
1: I have been like this with the face mask actually so there's a designer in Chicago by the name of Barbara Bates I'm not sure if anybody knew. you should if you don't know her you should go look her up cuz she dope and she from out west But she made my prom dress when I was in high school, so I was inspired by her a little bit. So I got another friend that went to college with me that's like a um, marketing executive of some sort. So Barbara is one of her clients, and she put out a post like, hey, I need people that know how to work these machines because she had to pivot. A lot of people had to pivot their business, so she pivoted to making masks. So the only reason that I was making masks this coronavirus season was because I had the opportunity to work with somebody that had inspired me. So I didn't care. Like, she was paying. I took the money. I didn't care. I didn't give a fuck about the money. I was trying to be in her face just to see what it was that she do and be inspired by her studio and what was around me. And that's what I did. But when people asked me about making masks, I sent them to my mom because that's her deal. I'm doing clothes. My mama do the math, so people will order with me, and I give the orders to my mama. I wasn't finna mess with it. I'm sorry. Like it's tedious, and like your mom said, it, it's easy. It is easy, but when you have a hundred people and all at once, like, hey, I need this many, I need that many. You're like, yeah, no, fuck this shit, Phyllis. You got, you got it all right. I bought her a sewing machine for that reason. You got this. You got it. I'm going, I want, I want, Danny, I want dealing with that shit. I told Ronnie, <laughs> I wasn't dealing with that shit.
0: Shout out to Phyllis. You can handle these, mom.
1: Right. Like, no, because I, like, because, you know, my mom made the April for, for Mook. You know, she, like I said, I learned from her. So, like, the stuff that I do, she can do but she's older she don't want to do it no more so she want to stick with her little projects she make her stuff for her dog for Phoebe and she make baby blankets and she has an embroidery machine so she's doing something that that is not my field of expertise mm-hmm. so if i know that she can make some money from it too and my mom's retired so
0: Come on, Mama! A shiny, control, grown woman—that's what you are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that just goes to show, like how the how the field is so incredibly broad. Because if you know, like, no, I don't want to focus on making face masks, but my mom does face masks and baby blankets and aprons and pot holders. Like she did because she created a Chicago Bears apron for my husband for his birthday. It's so wonderful that you could pass that on and you can focus on the things that you love. So speaking on the focusing on the projects that you love what have you been working on during this 2020 lockdown season what kind of projects and mm-hmm. sketches have you been dreaming up?
1: well I've worked I've done a few things like actually I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie this this lockdown has not slowed down the shiny couture. like a lot I know a lot of people a lot of the other designers have lost you know lost money and you know they had to get refunds back or you know people were just canceling I didn't have that problem I think I had one person you no, know, Okay, so this is what was happening. Deposits are non-refundable. So I had a few, maybe three, and they actually all three from the same school. The prom was, you know, closed. They didn't come back. So I was, I'm still giving, you know, if you still want your dress, I'm going to finish your dress. I just need you to come back. They never came back. So I still have their stuff here. So, but as far as cancellations, go, I had postponements. Like, hey. When it's over with, we'll come get it or stuff like that. So I didn't really, it didn't really slow down. And then like, I'm trying to pivot. So I'm pivoting to less, oh, weddings, bridesmaids, proms, and more focus on boss women, right? I've been doing a lot of blazers over quarantine. I actually decided to X out the dresses and the proms, weddings only for certain people, but I want to focus on doing a collection every season, and then coach jackets in between, to make it easier on myself. So it like it, it's done nothing. You just got to pivot. Like I, I understand. You just got to pivot. Like I, I couldn't see myself. Oh, Whoa, was me? Blah blah blah. The corona. Like you, then you pivoted. Like you know, I people pivoted and. That's what I mean, I guess I didn't necessarily have to pivot. Like, I didn't lose my job. We're, it was an essential business, but I was only working one day a week, so it gave me more time to focus on what I wanted to do to grow my business. You know, so we've been got the machine, saved up for the machine. Thanks, President uh, Trump, for the, the nice little stimulus package. Yeah, then, maybe
0: now since the election is over, we don't know who won, but maybe he'll give some more than another $1,200.
1: And I'm going to be honest, it it didn't make, whether we got it or not, wasn't going to make or break the situation. You know, because, like I said, we were fortunate. You know, I was still working full-time. Well, not working full-time, but still getting paid full-time. Because, again, I've been at my job for 15 years. I wish a motherfucker would. Tell me, Akila we're not going to pay you. For real? No, But, you know, my husband was still working. So, like, we were just, like, and being quarantined inside, like, it just literally gave me more time to sew and to figure stuff out and to perfect my craft and to go online and watch videos on, you know, how to construct uh, this type of blaze or this type of hem just like, just learning. That's what I've been doing during the, the quarantine, learning, learning and realizing, oh, I knew this already, but now I'm better at it. So that's mm-hmm. what Corona did to me. I ain't been outside. Don't go outside for real. No way. You know what I'm saying? So it really didn't affect my my life or my business much. It didn't affect it much. It actually kind of helped it.
0: <laughs> come on for the pivot <laughs> and come on for moving to next level and moving your business to next level and knowing what that looks like. You said you focus on boss women. How can people follow you how can people connect with you and how can people look at your website or put an order in request to work with you how do people connect with you
1: the most common way and um i do this for a reason like i'm on facebook almost all day well not all day every day but you know i like communicating that way um i do have a website there are a few items there but you know i'm it's it's like fresh like super fresh like maybe a month and a half fresh and i don't Usually use the website, but again, I'm word of mouth. You can look at uh, my Instagram at um, Ashani Couture a15 Facebook, Ashani Couture 1 on Facebook, on Facebook, Akilah shiny Graham.
0: Just look me up. I love it. Yeah. If you had a closing word of advice or words of wisdom to an aspiring designer or a creative entrepreneur reflecting on your own experience, what would you say to people?
1: What's your word of wisdom? Keep studying. Keep studying your craft. Keep perfecting your craft. Take a class if you need to. Just keep keep furthering your education on what it is you want to do. That's literally it. Just keep keep doing it. Don't stop it.
0: Can't stop. Won't stop, stop. Rockefeller Records. Hey,
1: hey! Like you can't, like you can't, you can't stop it. if it's something that you want to do. If you're passionate about it, you got to keep. Pushing at it, keep moving. If you get discouraged, take a break, smoke a blunt, get right back to it. Like it's your passion. Is if when you're passionate about something, if you don't do it, you die inside a little bit every day. I feel like I definitely feel like that. So even if I just come in here, like I I could go a week without coming in here and doing anything, but I can come in here and sit and look around and like, okay, now I got my inspiration, and now I'm back at it. So just the only word of advice, keep doing it. Keep studying. Keep perfecting your craft. That's it. Keep going. Keep investing in yourself because ain't nobody going to invest in you. Like I said, I started off with a machine that cost $69. My last purchase, I paid 600 for my machine. And it's paid for itself already. And I've had it since June. So keep going. Keep studying. Keep coming up with more creative ideas. Keep thinking outside the box. Just keep being you and don't let nobody tell you that you ain't gonna do it. That's it.
0: Thank you for coming to the podcast, the Gates of the Thank Rose you.
1: Garden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, of course. You make my soul happy. You dressed me. You know I wanna be a model when I grow up. Hashtag oh. the Money Ham model. You know I will always be a model for you.
1: Yes, ma'am. Oh, speaking of model, we are working on the closure collection. I am taking this month and next month to get that collection into creation. And hopefully if the world open back up, we will have a fashion show January of, uh, nope, December 31st, New Year's Eve. And you will be modeling that <laughs> book that I sent you. So, cause I'm sorry. Tar- I'm, I don't have no money for, for, to pay models. So I'm going to close my models and you can keep your clothes, but this is what you're going to wear. And I'm going to need you to strut it down the runway.
0: Come on. Y'all going to see it. And you heard it here first. The money ham model will be modeling for a shining couture. Wait for yes, it.
1: Ma'am. Yes,
0: ma'am. All right, y'all. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, superstars. We are all out of time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, share, review the episodes, tag a friend, talk to me, visit daniellemoneyham.com and follow me on social media to stay connected. Your support means the world to me. So thank you for helping my dreams come true. A major lesson that I learned, that I continue to learn, is that although you will experience dark moments in your journey, you can be the light. You have more power than you know. Until we meet again, shine bright.